Hey, everybody, this is Derek Phillips. I play Billy Riggins on TV's Friday Night Lights, and you're listening to the FNL Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the Friday Night Lights Podcast. One of the great things about being able to do a podcast like this is to be able to have people from the cast and crew of the television show on as well for an interview. And we actually have a few of these already recorded. We're just trying to get them scheduled out of when to get them released. And there are actually a couple more we have set up or almost set up in the upcoming calendar. And so we're going to maybe release one or two that are not actually a part of our normal episode review. But the first one we have coming up here is Derek Phillips, who plays Billy Riggins on the show Friday Night Lights. And if you have any questions, feedback, or comments, again, we always encourage you to, uh, to write in to fnlpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on the website, fnlpodcast, or as always, the voicemail number is 662-259-0185. And two, if anybody would like to go ahead and right now as you're listening, go to iTunes. You could search for us on there and just find us and leave us a review there. Um, let us know if there's anything we can do for you and hope you enjoy the interview. Here we are with Derek Phillips, who plays Billy Riggins, uh, everybody's uh, favorite big brother on the show. How are you doing, Derek? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Over there in L.A., you guys have been having some pretty rough weather the past few days. Oh, it's been it? nasty the past week, man. It's it's actually supposed to start clearing up uh, sometime late tonight. But, yeah, very rare uh, weather out here. It's been raining for like six days straight. So. Well, hopefully. Thank God I'm, I'm not close to like the mudslides and all the craziness that's going on. So that's yeah. a good thing. Well, before we jump into specifically things about the show itself, I was going to ask how you got to be a part of Friday Night Lights. Were you had you read the book or watched the movie before before the, you oh, heard the totally. TV show? Yeah. Well, I actually went to school in uh, at Baylor University in Texas, so um, I remember when I first got to college, everyone was talking about this book, and I played high school football. But all these Texas guys were talking about this book, Friday Night Lights, and I'd never gotten around to reading it. Uh, and I remember when the movie was coming out, I saw the trailer for it, and I said, this actually looks awesome. I'm really excited to see it. I went and saw the movie, and when I saw the movie, I was, like, floored because, I mean, having played high school football, it really kind of touched a, a chord in me. Right. Uh, and I went home, literally, or went to Barnes & Noble the minute the movie was over with, and I went and bought the book. And I'm not even lying when I say I read the book cover to cover uh, the first night that I got it and was just blown away by it. So it was really kind of crazy when, you know, like two years later, my agent called and she said, you've got an audition for Friday Night Lights. And I was like, Friday Night Lights? I was like, they just did the movie. And she's like, they're doing a TV show. And I said, are you kidding me? They're doing a TV show, Friday Night Lights. And she said, yeah. I said, like the book. And she (laughs) said, yeah. And I said, like the movie. And she said, yeah. And I said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my whole entire life. Right. She said, well, are you going to go on the audition? I said, yeah, I mean, I'll go. <laughs> so well, I had a lot of other stuff going on at that point. Uh, but I really thought this was just a really bad idea from the get-go. Right. I heard a lot uh, of people say I got the same the script. thing. Yeah, when I got the script, even then, though, when I got the script, I was like, the script is good. I don't think it's spectacular. Uh, I saw that they were trying to tweak it. I didn't really know where they were planning on going with the show. I was like, this is something that could probably only last a year. You know, how, how much can you tell? Right. Uh, and then I went in, I went into the audition. Uh, I auditioned for the casting director at first, and then uh, Pete Bird came in the next day. Uh, wound up auditioning for Pete. And then, you know, on the drive home, I got a phone call from my agent saying uh, that they put a pin in you, which basically means that... Um, you know, they're waiting for uh, network approval. <clears throat> so I wound up getting the job. And then literally the next day I came down to shoot. It was only supposed to be two scenes. 
for me. I had no clue what you know was going to happen with with the show at this point in time, uh-huh. whether it was going to get picked up, whether it was going to get greenlit. Uh, we shot the thing, and then you know, four months later, I get a phone call that we got picked up, basically that I'm still involved in it, and that we're starting the new you know the season. So I went back down to Austin, and uh, when I got back down there, um, I finally got to see a copy of of the pilot. And I remember driving home uh, that day, and I, I had a, a DVD player in my car. <laughs> and uh, so I, I was, you know, I was like, I got to see what this is all about. You know what I mean? Because we shot it, and I thought Pete's shooting style was spectacular. So I popped the DVD in as I was driving, and I literally had to pull over to the side of the road. And I got about five minutes into it before I pulled over, and I remember it was pouring down rain outside. And I just sat there on the side of the road, and tears were just coming down my face because I felt like, you know, after all these years for me struggling in this business, I uh-huh. felt like, wow, I am a part of something that is really special. Because that, that pilot, I just, it was so much better than what was on paper. And everybody was so well cast, uh, was so well directed. And I know I'm extremely biased, but it was just one of those moments, I think, as an actor, you, you know, we all want to be a part of something special. We all want to be a part of something that we respect. And so it was just a, a big aha moment for me, you know. Um, did you know that you were going in to play the Billy Reagan specifically for the role, or did you just go in to read for anybody? Well, no, I went in uh, at the time. They didn't know if they wanted Billy to be a father or brother. They didn't know if he was going to be married. Uh, there was actually a scene that got cut from the pilot um, where Billy has a wedding ring on already, uh, hmm. and so he was supposed to be married at the beginning. But when I went in for the audition, there were guys there that were – in their 40s and 50s, uh, auditioning for Billy to potentially be a father or to potentially be a brother. They didn't know how they were going to play it at this point in time. Um, so a lot of that stuff, that, well, pretty much the scenes that were kept from the pilot were all improv. Um, that was the scariest thing, too. You know, you walk in on, on set, and I've got my scene that I had memorized, and I walked in there, and Pete Bird goes, okay, we're going to shoot that other scene in a second, but I want to improv a scene real quick. And I was just sweating, you know, I'm like, nobody told me this was part of the deal, you know? So, but that's how Pete works, man. And, you know, after four years of doing it, I love it. <laughs> I was about to say, that sounds like he's, he likes to put people on the spot and put them in the crucible and see how they, how they respond. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, there are some actors that have worked on the show that when they come on here, you know, we're so used to having a, a, a regiment and hitting marks and, uh, and all that stuff. So it, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a twist as an actor, but I mean, after doing it for four years, there's no other way to work in my personal opinion. Well, I was going to ask that. Do you, do you think that prepares you for other jobs or do you think that ruins you for other jobs? Because most of them <laughs> won't be exactly like that and you won't have that freedom. It goes to... both ways, man. You know, uh, I, I think the, the wonderful thing about it is it keeps you on your toes 24 seven. And if, they say that acting is about reacting. And if you're completely and totally open, then you're always going to be reacting. And on Friday Night Lights, you've got to be reacting. When I have a scene with Taylor Kitsch, I have no clue what he's going to say half the time. Uh, And he has no clue what I'm going to say half the time. So, you know, we keep each other on our toes. So, um, but with regards to other other work, there are times where you come in and you're like, man, this line isn't working. I wish I could change it. And you can't. You know, or having to hit a mark, even though you feel like, this isn't really where I want to move in this particular scene. You yeah. know, uh, you have that freedom on Friday Night Lights to be able to to do that, and it's really an organic process all the way around for both the actors, the directors, the camera operators. Um, 
and I think it makes for for better storytelling. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that both Kyle Chandler and Taylor Kitsch, those two are probably the most um, off the script guys. And, and of course, you have probably the majority of the scenes with uh, with Taylor uh, than anybody yeah, Taylor's else. Taylor's a riot, man. I, the guy trips me out. I mean, <laughs> every we're really good friends in real life too. And so, like, I'll show up to set, you know, and Kitsch is well, he'll have this monologue and be like, "Yeah, I'm not saying that." <laughs> Is it true it's that? Like, All right, dude, that's cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll find a way to get around it then. La- last season, season three, when uh, mm-hmm. I think when Lila had taken Tim to go eat, I think with the McCoys actually, and then some booster from Oklahoma, and he was dressed up in a suit, and he came back, and you know, you, you and Mindy, I think, were sitting there, you know, watching TV or hanging out at the house, and when he just yeah, drops his suit, and I pants, were in the other room, uh, raw dogging each other. <laughs> yeah, there you I go. <laughs> might have been the immaculate conception at that point. Is that, is that when baby came along? <laughs> Yeah, I believe so. I, I'm not sure, but that's what we always joke about. But yeah, we were in the other room uh, hooking up with each other, if I'm not mistaken. But then, <laughs> but then Taylor dropped his, his suit pants right there. Like I'm not wearing these things. Yeah. And I heard that somebody yeah. said that that wasn't actually in the script. And the reactions of the people in the room, they were real. Like they're like, "What? What are you doing?" Oh, um, it was totally. Yeah, I mean, that was not in the script at all. He just walked in and he's like, "I think Tim would take these pants off." And, and, and on a side note, the underwear that he's wearing in that scene is uh, his cousin's underwear line called Saks. So I think he's uh, doing a little self-promotion for his cousin. I actually have a pair of Saks on right now. They're very comfortable underwear. Well, if anybody <laughs> wants to buy a pair of those, they can contact Derek and uh, get, the, <laughs> get the website. Well, uh, what, speaking of, I guess, just Billy Riggins specifically, do they allow you to create and craft kind of his backstory as you go oh, along totally. or do they tell totally. you that's, yeah 100 percent, man because uh, we really didn't know anything about billy at this point in time as i said when we were shooting the pilot there was a scene where billy actually even had a wedding ring on and pete berg said you know what after we shot the scene just take the wedding ring off i don't know that we want him to be married yeah. at this point in time we really knew nothing about them we knew nothing about the parents all we knew is that their parents are gone we still don't know where mom is to this right. day Kitch and I are always joking that she's a, a hooker down in Tijuana, but um, <laughs> in reality, we have no clue where mom is. Uh, we've already, you know, met dad and everything, but in terms of backstory for the character, um, I remember like the first day I, I said to Pete, Pete uh, came up and he said, have you met your brother yet? Because we hadn't shot anything yet. I was just on the football field uh, and talking to Pete. And I said, no, I said, yeah, I just, I just met him. And he said, what do you think? I was like, dude, it's like art imitates life. And he goes, how so? And I said, well, my little brother, you know, was a, a football player in high school and a much better athlete than I ever was. And he had potential to go to college and, and play football, but it wasn't really something that he desired to do. So I, I said to Pete, you know, but it's not the same thing. It's not like there's an animosity towards my real little brother. You know, my, my real little brother is a high school football coach and he's happy doing it. And I never begrudged him that. Right. Uh, but there was a part of me, of course, you know, because I didn't have the talent that he did where I, I felt like it's something we could play up the animosity that these two have, that Billy had to give up his life to raise his brother uh, and that Billy would have done anything to have had the talent and the skill to, to compete at the next level. Right. Uh, so that was something that we kind of started throwing in and working in and things that, you know, the writers may not have put it in there specifically in the script, but I toss a line in there uh, occasionally like that fight scene uh, in the first season. I said uh, something along the lines of, you know, you've got, uh, way more talent than I ever had, and I got to sit here and watch you throw it away. Right. And that wasn't something that was scripted, but it was something that it, it, it to me, it gave a little bit more backstory for Billy uh, in the sense that, 
that animosity that Billy has and that anger that Billy has sometimes towards him, uh, although he loves him, it's also because of the fact that he feels like Tim's thrown his life away. Right. So. I think the two of you both have done a great job in creating both both the tension, but then you can tell that as brothers, you really do love each other. I mean, yeah. you'll knock the crap out of that each other. Something that was very, very important to me from uh, day one is that regardless of how on the surface level, Billy may treat him like crap and he may never say, I love you. And he may never give him a hug or anything like that. But it, it, I always wanted it to, to ring clear that, that Billy does love this guy. And then in reality, this is the only family Billy has. Right. Um, so although, you know, it's cliche, but you always hurt the ones you love. And so I, I always wanted it to, to be clear that Billy, although he may be an asshole 90% of the time, really loves his brother. You know. Billy's been under a lot of pressure this season, uh, season four, with uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, with you know, with the prices of, of healthcare and not having insurance and the new baby coming, and of course, you know, pregnant ladies they they can have their own pressures that they can put on their men, and yeah, and then uh, I, that was one of the things I thought, you know, when Tim came back from college because he again threw away his chances, um, opportunities given to him, you know, and I, I didn't think about it at first, but he was coming back to his home, but. Mindy yeah. and the baby, or that was on the way, had become a party, so he had to go find somewhere else. And, and I could tell it was pulling you, you did a fantastic job. I could tell it was pulling you very strongly because you didn't want to tell your brother bye, but you yeah. had, you know, Mindy was your main priority now. Um, you've taken yeah. care of Tim for so long, so you, you pulled that off very, very well. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. What, um, you said you went to Baylor, but you grew up in Miami. What took you from, from Miami to Baylor? <laughs> Honestly, it was a girl. Uh. <laughs> uh, there was a girl I was head over heels in love with in high school. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't 100% a girl, but that was probably about 50% of the reason. Uh. And uh, we had gone to visit Baylor together, and I was just so pumped because she said, I want to go to Baylor. And I, of course, was like, I want to go to Baylor, too. <laughs> and uh, on uh, the day I graduated from high school, I went to sign her yearbook, and somebody had wrote, uh, written in her yearbook, uh, Have Fun at, at uh, Alabama. No, and that's how I found out that she was going to Alabama. And I remember going home, and it's it's funny because you look back on it and it's so ridiculous. But I remember going home, and I was just bawling my eyes out. And my dad's like, "What is wrong with you?" And I'm like, "I don't want to go to Baylor anymore." <laughs> just, and he's like, "What? The, yesterday you wanted to go to Baylor. Now you're, I mean, you know, granted, it wound up being the best decision I ever made. I had a great time at Baylor. I learned a ton. Uh, and it was, you know, Baylor was also a great theater school." Uh, there was something about Texas uh, from day one that I just kind of found alluring. Um, and growing up in Miami, although I love Miami, uh, I really wanted to get as far away from home as I could uh, just to experience, you know, something new. I, I right. think I've always wanted to to try and live my life on the edge or, in some respects. Uh, not that moving to Texas or Waco is, you know, <laughs> living on the edge per se, but uh, it, it was different. It was a completely and totally different world for me having grown up in Miami and it, there was something just really alluring about it. all these blonde haired, blue eyed girls walking around. And, uh, so yeah, that was, that was a, a lot of it was the girl, but then on top of it, Baylor's got a great theater program and it was a small school. So I knew I'd have an opportunity to see the stage. Uh, and as it turned out, you know, that's exactly what, what it turned out to be for me was, uh, just an opportunity to, to be in plays and, and, I got to play Hamlet my senior year in college, and I wouldn't have gotten uh, had an opportunity to do that if I if I'd gone to a bigger school. I think. Right. So, so I'm assuming that you're a Bear fan then. 
the Baylor Bears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so then you know yeah. doing all of your uh, your filming now in Austin, I'm assuming mm-hmm. that you're not a Longhorn fan. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've done a couple of scenes there with that, uh, the stadium there in Austin. I don't hate. I don't, yeah, I don't. Well, I did. A, <laughs> it's funny because I was showing a picture. I'm actually a diehard Miami Hurricanes fan too. Yeah. Now I root for Baylor. You know, Baylor's my my alma mater and everything. But Baylor stinks in football. So you know, when it comes to fo- basketball, I root for the Bears. Uh, but football, I'm a diehard Canes fan. And I remember a couple of years back, Miami wound up playing Baylor, and it was you know. Like torn between two lovers, I was like, okay, I want Baylor to play well. I don't want them to have any injuries, but I need Miami to win this game. Sure, you know? sure. So, <laughs> do you know? I know that y'all have completed filming with season four, but do you know yet the storylines for not as far as Billy Riggins will be in season five? Or do you know that? Are you able to even hint towards? I have that? heard Billy will be in season five. I know that they're going to do their best to get uh, Taylor back for as many episodes as they can for season five. Um, right. Obviously, he's he's booked out. Uh, he's actually in London right now um, shooting that film, John Carter of Mars. Yeah. Uh, so I know that they're going to try and get me or try and get him back for some. And I know Billy's going to be back. I'm not sure to what extent, uh, but I know he will be back. Well, I knew that so. the whole series itself has had to shift some with people graduating. And that was a that was something that people were really curious about. Would the writers, would they be able to do it effectively or would it seem unnatural? I think they've done a great job. And, you know, somebody made the comment to me that now with East Dillon and kind of the influences and that it seems to have, it may almost mimic more of of the original Permian High School that you read about in the book Friday Night Lights. Yeah, as yeah well. I would agree. Yeah. Um, I, I think the writers have done a spectacular job with this season, to be honest with you, because uh, I'll be the first one to admit that I was scared um, as an actor because I have so much uh, respect for this show and respect for the people that I work with. Uh, but I was scared. I, I mean, I think all of us were um, because there were so many uh, familiar faces leaving the show, so many talented actors that we, we'd grown to love as an audience uh, that it was it was a little scary what's going to happen with this new school and these new kids and I think you know from the casting directors all the way down to the people that have been hired uh, it, it, it's it's been a success so far I, I feel like that transition went pretty smoothly um, they're still you know telling the story of some of the characters that we've known for four years but right. it was a smooth transition you know what I, I think everyone was afraid that we were going to have the uh, you know, different strokes fall out where, you know, Arnold's not so cute anymore, so we got to bring in Sam, you know, and that was what everyone was a little bit afraid of. But, uh, I mean, especially even I just watched uh, this past week's episode, and, you know, you watched Vince in the beginning of it, Michael B. Jordan, sure. he just rocked, you know. He did amazing. And, uh, and yeah, and Madison Burge had a great episode this past week. And I, I feel like, you know, I'm extremely biased, but I'm watching this show from an audience perspective, and I'm crying for both of these characters now. So they've these characters are now as much a part of the show as anybody who's been on it for four years. You know, so I think the writers did a real nice job of transitioning their characters in there, not giving us too much about them, and not trying to make us feel too much about them in the early goings. But right. now that we're starting to know these characters and a little bit more about their backstories and where they come from and uh, what their lives are about, now we're starting to get a, a, attached to them. And right. I mean, this past week. I mean, it was like Michael's been on the show for four years. I mean, I was bawling my eyes out. Right. You know? His his storyline, like you said, Madison's storyline with Becky and, and her pregnancy and all, and you can tell things are happening with Luke as well, these new characters. But it just seems like everything, and looking at the previews for next week, 
it's like uh, so heavy right now. Everything is like really dark. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that in these next two or three episodes, as they finish up season four, that they're able to hopefully turn a light on and have some lightheartedness. But um, I don't know if that just sets up for season five, but it's the the writers have been very dark the last two or three episodes. And it seems like they'll continue. You know, what was lacking this past episode because I was actually hanging out with Jesse Clemens the other day. Landry and Buddy. Yeah. Landry wasn't in there. And it's like, yeah, I don't think Buddy was in this past episode. Uh -uh. If you take me, uh, uh, I was in there, but uh, one of the things that I thought was very comedic, they kind of put a twist on it at the end and made it a little bit darker where Billy's in the apron and all that stuff. Um, but uh, not having Landry in there, not having Buddy in there, that is your comic relief. So I think, you know, the show's always going to be darker than most of the stuff on television. It's dealing sure. with a lot of real issues. Um, but I think that it, there are moments of levity uh, in, in the upcoming episodes. I don't, it's not going into pitch black darkness, but right. there are moments of levity. There are good things that happen to the characters, but you know, just like, just like real life, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say the most absurd thing. Great thing happens and uh-huh. something horrible happens the next day. You know, <laughs> I was going to say, I think the most absurd thing about this last episode was the picture of, of you and Taylor literally digging a hole with two shovels to bury yeah. a car body. I'm thinking, man, that would take like a week for me to do that. Yeah, it was idiotic. <laughs> These guys are just morons. You gotta love them. <laughs> well, glad to hear that you're going to be a part of uh, season five, at least in some capacity. But what other projects do you have coming up or currently in the works right now? Well, actually, uh, I just uh, worked a gig on uh, that TV show Trauma, um, and that's going to air on uh, March 1st. I'm playing a bank robber. Uh, and literally, like as of yesterday, I just wrapped on uh, the TV show Medium. So I'm doing a guest star on the TV show Medium where I play a, uh, well, I, I guess I really can't say what I'm playing, but gotcha. just check it out. <laughs> gotcha. If I say, you know how Medium works, I think that show's got a lot of plot twists and everything. So if I right. told you what I'm playing, uh, I might give away something. But um, yeah, so I got those two things lined up and then auditioning and, and uh, you know, just trying to get out of work. But uh so things are good, man. Can't complain at this point. Are you wanting to move into do many movies as well? I would love to, man. Actually, uh, that was a conversation I just had with my agency the other day because you know I've been out of town for the past four months, uh, and I got back to uh, Los Angeles in like January first. Uh, had a meeting with my agents, and I said, you know, I think now is is the time to start pushing for some more film. Uh, you know, it's it's a tough jump sometimes going from uh, TV to film, but hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll have an opportunity. Do some more. I did an independent film this summer uh, called Sun of Morning with uh, Heather Graham and uh, Danny okay. Glover. Just a small part, but you know, trying to make that transition. Uh, I was talking to Kitchen's publicist the other day, and <laughs> like, you know, he's in a $220 million film right now doing John Carter of Mars, and uh-huh. I'm on medium. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man, exactly. So well, hopefully there'll be more film stuff coming around the pipe. Yeah, we just don't give up. Well, I know that you can't uh, you can't give away plot lines for for Friday Night Lights, but I want to get your prediction on what's going to happen this final season of Lost that's about to start up. You know what, man? I stopped watching Lost about two or three years. Are you ago. serious? Oh, I, I thought- I, yeah. Oh, I watched the first like two seasons of it, and I was addicted one hundred percent. And then the third season, I just started going. I, I can't. I can't do this anymore. It, it, I compared it to like the girlfriend who uh, who keeps telling you just the tip, just the tip. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> and after a while, I was like, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, I understand. I, well, I don't know what's going to happen on Lost, to be honest with you. Well, I don't so think anybody does. Really. It's, 
<laughs> it's a wild ride. And I don't know that they know what's going to happen on loss. I don't know that the writers know what's going to happen on loss. I don't know if it's exactly the same way with Friday Night Lights or not, but I remember hearing uh, an interview with the uh, two producers and, and they mm-hmm. write most of the episodes of lost. And during the season finale, I think after season four, maybe they were saying yeah. that, uh, that they had just finished writing literally like the week and a half before it, it, it shot. And then it just got out of the, uh, out of the, um, editing room and out to ABC like three days before it aired because they were saying like they're constantly shifting and changing things even as the season went yeah. along and um so I, you know I've heard a lot of TV shows do that I don't know how far in advance you guys get to know about what's what's upcoming but I think that's all pretty wild not knowing where you're going until you get there almost yeah see um well on Friday Night Lights I mean I will say that at the beginning of the season our writers have a an overall arc for for each character basically so I knew what was going to happen to Billy at the end of this season now I didn't exactly know the path he was going to get there you know if if uh I knew that there was a point A and I knew he ended up at point D but the B and the C part of it you know I didn't know what the path was going to be necessarily to get there but I did know what the final result was going to be so uh, our writers do have it mapped out uh, they have a, a, a an overall story arc, I think, for the season. They know where they're going to take it. So there's not, it's not like all of a sudden there's a major plot twist that we didn't know about coming in. Uh, it's going to surprise us as actors, you know. Okay. So I know where my character's going in some respects. Uh, but you know, it's it's things like I mean, like the first season, I didn't know if we were going to win the state championship or if we were going to lose the state championship that mm-hmm. year, you know. Uh, I think the writers were debating whether or not they wanted the the team to win or lose right up until probably the the last week. Um, And I think they made a wise decision because it was kind of, if Coach Taylor winds up losing, then he's in the same position that he was in the year before. Right. You know what I mean? Being the new coach who hasn't hasn't proven himself yet. So I think what the writers wanted to do in that second season was, was, okay, now he's successful. How does this change? Uh, his his life in Dillon, you know. Definitely. Well, it's, it's, uh, there's a ton of fans out there, and I know everybody's they're ready for it to become uh, get done on Directv, so it can move over to NBC. Uh, yeah. That way, it'd be much more wider spread. But I think that overall, people are pleased to be able to at least have it going that way. That way, we could have guaranteed season four and five. But we're always yeah. ready to see what's next going on with the Riggins brothers. Um, you, you guys, <laughs> you guys play off of each other very well and uh looking forward Thank to seeing so much. seeing billy become a daddy uh hopefully this season. yeah yeah me too man i'm looking forward to it myself but that we should be interesting i thank you so much for being able to uh, to make yourself available to us and i uh, look forward to maybe being able to catch up again later on down the road all right man well thank you blake and thanks for uh for putting all this together and for being a supporter of the show I mean, if it weren't for our fans we we wouldn't be on air right now so uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who watches the show and for everyone being so supportive. Uh, it, it really makes it 100% worthwhile to know that they're that you're doing something and, and it's having an effect on people and that people really enjoy the show. So I, I couldn't be happier as an actor to, to know that my work and the people that I work with are having an effect on people's lives and that people are, you know, entertained. Definitely. So. Thanks, Derek. Thank you. I appreciate it, Blake.